Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a man in Arizona entered a church, stripped naked, and attempted to baptize himself. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and yet you made it back in time for this show. Good How for you. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. This Not a Florida know. man now. Not a Florida, Not a Florida, Florida man, man. Arizona man. Yeah, I don't believe that. What are we thinking? We're thinking those people are moving west. They're moving west to where you are now. The I don't want people. them moving to you. Don't come near Scottsdale. You, you know, yeah. stay on the other Welcome side of the PTI, valley. Welcome to boys and girls. In today's episode, Dylan Brooks goes low. The Oilers step up and the Pirates are on top. But we begin today with the news Wilbon has been breathlessly waiting on. The Aaron Rodgers trade to the Jets is reportedly done. The compensation going to the Packers is a first-round pick swap this year, a second and a sixth-rounder this year, and a future second that could become a first. The Jets get Aaron Rodgers and a fifth. Wilbon, after all this time, what do you think of what both teams are getting? Not much. I mean, I really don't. I think the whole thing is just breathlessly overreported and overanalyzed and just hyped to the max, which is what's wrong now surrounding almost every story in sports, the amount of hype that doesn't get to anything that's meaningful. If you're a Jets fan, of course you're excited. I know my yeah. dear friend Mike Greenberg, and you abandoned the Jets a long time ago, but even you're excited to I did. Core. I get that. I understand it. But if you're anybody else, so what? Even if you're the Packers, a Packer fan, it's time to move on. It's time to move on to a quarterback you drafted and invested in to take Aaron Rodgers' place. If you get some help from some future draft picks, okay. But the notion that the Jets are somehow now going to march to the Super Bowl, I think is folly. And I'm just going to make fun of it every single day of the football season if it doesn't come to fruition. I'm warning you that now. Yeah, and that's fine. You can do that all you want. I think if you make this trade, if you're the Jets, and I took some notes because it just happened within an hour or so, um, you make this trade hoping that what Aaron Rodgers has left is what Tom Brady has left when he went to the Buccaneers the first year because that was a Super Bowl. And you could have said the same thing about the Brady deal that you're saying about the Rodgers deal. It's folly. He's over 40. It's not going to work. But then he delivered a Super Bowl. Here's the deal. If you're a Jets fan, this is, this is why you make this deal, Mike. You make it for the Super Bowl. Just have one highlight. It's this. It's Namath doing this. You do this for the Super Bowl, and you do it for this year. You don't even want to think about next year. He's 39 years old. Not everybody is Tom Brady that can play well at 42 and 43. So you make the deal for this year. It puts an incredible spotlight on the Jets. It puts an incredible spotlight, I think, on Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett. You know, everybody's going to, this is the kind of thing that gets people fired if it doesn't work. And I don't know what Aaron yeah. Rodgers have, has left. I have no idea what he has left. But you want a spotlight? You want the big city? Now you got it. And honestly, Mike, nothing less than the Super Bowl will make this deal work well. Nothing less. Not in New York. Uh-uh. He's uh-uh. been to one. Here's what's flawed in your analogy. He ain't never been Tom Brady. Never. I understand. Does he have left? But he's you said he had. Does he have left what Tom Brady had left? Hell no. Because he never Listen. had what Tom Brady had. So he can't have so, the residual amount left. Stop. So you can look Dynasty at it all year one. long. And that's fine for you to say. But I'm saying if you're the Jets, you make yeah. that trade for only one sure reason. Sure you do. Super Bowl. Sure that's you do. it. We you make, make now you make the trade. To yes. go 
We move now to Golden State, evening their series with Sacramento by winning yesterday despite an illegal timeout called by Steph Curry and a wide-open look at a game-winning basket by former Warrior Harrison Barnes. Wilbon, should the Warriors feel more confident or more relieved after their series-tying win? Well, even though they had to survive a a couple of things, the Steph Curry error in calling a timeout and the Harrison Barnes missed shot to beat his his, his old team that he actually won a ring with, I was going to say confident anyway. And now we get the news that De'Aaron Fox has a fractured index finger somewhere, tip, whatever it is. You got to go more so that way because De'Aaron Fox is their best player, Sacramento's best player. First team All-NBA, according to at least one ballot, this one. Darren Fox has been spectacular in this series. He has been Steph Curry's equal in this series, and that's a hard sentence to say. But confident, Tony. I mean, I know they still got to win a game on the road. They're the worst road team in the playoffs. One of the worst playoff road teams ever, the Warriors. Ever. And they got to go win game five or seven. But, man, when you're talking about games that are this close, razor close, and the first two games, Sacramento didn't blow out the Warriors. The Warriors actually blew out the Kings in game three. The games are so close, a fractured finger, it ain't going to affect yeah. that he's out there, but can affect the performance. So confident uh-huh. every bit the Warriors the champion should feel. Okay. It's on his shooting hand. It may affect whether he's out there. It's on He'll his shooting hand. He'll be out oh, there. Okay, I'm just saying He's playing. it's on his shooting hand. Yeah. I think the Warriors, here's where you and I disagree. I think the Warriors are extremely fortunate to have won the last two games that they won. I know all about the heart of a champion, and I respect the Warriors tremendously. I did not think they would win a game without Draymond Green. I did not. I thought they'd lose that game. And they put themselves in a position to lose yesterday. Steph Curry's the smartest guy in the league. He is. the smartest guy in the league. And he pulled a Chris Webber. I, I, he didn't have any timeouts. So then Sacramento closes to one, I believe. And then when the Warriors get the ball back, Steph Curry, and if I'm not mistaken on the time, he goes into the lane for a floater ten, that he makes 90% seconds, of the time and he time. missed it. 10 or 11 yeah. seconds left on the clock yeah. and only 12 the in the clock. game. So yeah. he gives Sacramento the ball and time. And they get a good look. Mike, the word I would use is escape. I don't know about being confident. I think they escaped two losses, and they are 11 and 37 on the road. So you got to show up. I can't feel confident in them until they show me they can win on the road. Let me just ask you this one quick question. Do you think now, having escaped, I'll agree with you on escape. You can get great confidence from escape when you escape with your playoff life. Do you think the Warriors are going to lose both games five and seven? Both? Well, they lost one and two, Mike. They lost one and two because they're do on you the road. Think, no, I, do no, you I'm think rooting for them. they're going to lose five and seven? No, you don't think that. No, you don't because you love the champs I'm rooting for them. I know you do. I'm rooting for them without confidence, though. I know. I know. Without confidence. Okay. Let's move down the road in California to L.A. where the Lakers are up on the Grizz two games to one. Dylan Brooks, your boy, was ejected from <laughs> game three. Ejected, eject this, but will yeah. not be suspended <laughs> for a shot to LeBron's nether region. After publicly declaring that he pokes bears and calling LeBron old, Brooks now says the media and the fans have made him the villain. Tony, as the teams take the court for game four tonight, is Dylan Brooks helping or hurting his Grizzlies? I'm glad Dylan Brooks is my boy now. I appreciate that very much. Uh, Since he began opening his yap, 
the Grizzlies are 0-1. Uh, you'll remember that it was after Game 2 that he said LeBron is old, game they won. After Game 2, LeBron is old and I like to poke the Bears, which I didn't, I didn't really understand because it wasn't like LeBron was declared ineligible for the rest of the series. I didn't understand <laughs> that. So let me, let me get to my notes here. Um, so in Game 3, Brooks has a bad game. Right, and he gets tossed. He hits LeBron in the groin, and he gets tossed. And to that point, he's three for thirteen from the field. Right, so we're we're together on that, and he leaves the game. Now, if you're counting, this is second time this year that he's been ejected for hitting somebody in the groin. That's only if you're counting. Yeah, Donovan Mike, I would have suspended him, and I'm going to explain why. I'm going to explain mm-hmm. why here. He glories in this whole thing with LeBron. He glories in being the center of attention. He swims in this stuff. And he churns up the water, I believe, unnecessarily. I believe he raised the temperature in the room beyond where it necessarily ought to be. And if I were Joe Dumars, I'd be looking at Dylan Brooks's behavior in the same way that I look at Draymond Green's, because he, too, is a recidivist. Didn't he knock Gary Payton the second out of the playoffs last year? Don't people look at him in that same sort of way. So I, that's my feeling about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care about the suspension. Let me just attack Mr. Brooks this way. First of all, he's a guy who a couple of years ago averaged 25 points a game in the playoffs. Now he can't even – he can barely get to 11, right? His shooting percentage is below ground. It's so bad. So he's hurting his team because he's been bad. He is a defensive specialist only – he can play on the offensive end and be effective, even be a little bit prolific, and he's done nothing. But here's what's worse than that. I, don't, I wouldn't have suspended him. It was a basketball move. I wouldn't have suspended him. Here's what's worse than that. There's nothing lamer and softer and more gutless than running your mouth and then blaming other people because you are too scared <laughs> to stand by your words. That's a gutless act. I didn't think Dylan Brooks was gutless, but he appears to be, particularly when he puts on the big stupid glasses. Don't run your mouth. You can't even do this on any playground in America. Not the ones I grew up on. You run your mouth. You stand by your words or you are a chump. And right now, Dylan Brooks looks like a chump. That's what he is. And LeBron James and the Lakers ought to take care of him and them. Although job being back and able to score 40 changes that whole thing. Dylan, bro, you can't stand by your words. You're scared to stand by your words. Please get Let's out. Let's go to hockey. Let's go to hockey. Last night, the Edmonton Oilers were down 3 nothing after the first period to the Kings in Los Angeles. The Oilers climbed back, scoring three goals of their own in the second period. But they were down 4-3 with just 3-0-2 to go when they scored to force overtime where they won to even the series at 2-2. Two Wilbon, do you come to praise the Oilers or rip the Kings for last night's result? Tony, anytime you give up a 3-0 lead at home in the playoffs, you can be criticized. You can be fairly ripped, and maybe necessarily so. But to go on the road in that series, on the road Edmonton is, and they're down 2-1, and you go down 3-1, chances are you're not coming back. Although it happens a little more in the NHL than it does in the NBA or Major League Baseball, you go down 3-1. You just can't do that. And so, you know, they got, you know, their best two players got with the program, and Dreisaitl had a really important goal. They changed goaltenders. Right. They, 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 they actually make adjustments in-game, and they make it work. So I'm here to praise the Oilers for what they did to even that series and can't wait till game five. 
I love everything you say. I just have a different conclusion. I think if you have to rip somebody in this one, you rip the Kings because they are at home. They're in a position to go up 3-1 and maybe put the series away. And they're up 3-0 in the first period. And they're up 4-3 with 3-0-2 to go. That's a very tough loss to take. Mike, I think you got to close it out. I understand how good McDavid and Dreisaitl are. But this is your chance to do something in the series. And so I think you have to close it out. I was very surprised to learn today that the Oilers in their last 10 overtime playoff games were 1-9. With McDavid and Dreisaitl, Mike, you would think they would win yeah. at least seven of those ten games, right? Yeah. Right. So you would it's, think. it's now at least they're two and nine. But I mean, I think if I have to make the choice, my choice is we get right to the divide, you and I together, and I blame the Kings as you praise the Oilers. Let us take a break. Coming up is tonight a must-win for the Bucks, with or without Giannis. And the Pirates are on top of the National League, but are they any good, actually? So am I to Dylan interpret Brooks. what you said that Dylan Brooks is not your boy? Not necessarily. A, he your looks boy. like a chump. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's mail time where you do the work and we cash the checks. Let's see mail what's time? First here. here we go. Are there checks in that box? Is tonight, is tonight a must win for the Bucks with or without Giannis? Uh, Tony, I don't think it is. And I understand that if the Bucks lose tonight, they will be down three games to one. And that's, 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 you know, usually called a stranglehold on the series. Except, you know, I don't really think, I don't know that Miami is healthy enough itself, starting with the falls Jimmy Butler has suffered, to have a stranglehold. But Giannis has been warming up. I think he participated this morning in shoot-around. He's gonna, Giannis is going to play. So it's going to be with. I don't think it's a must-win. I think they can go down 3-1, even though that's disheartening and still win the series, and Miami's not healthy either. They, they, they might be less so than Milwaukee, so no, it's not a must-win. Yeah, let me go to that directly. They don't have Tyler Hero, they don't have Victor Oladipo, and Jimmy Butler is not 100%. So it's conceivable that the Bucs could steal this game. I mean, you know, I don't think they can win the series without Giannis, but they could steal right. this game. And in terms of the actual question, if they go down 3-1, is this a must-win? No, it's not. 
because if Giannis gets back on the court, even in the next game, he's the MVP of the league. He is the guy that makes the Milwaukee the favored team. Especially yeah. against a team that's been hurt. So, no, it's that's not. That's right. We agree on that. Yes. My, my sympathies go out to Victor Oladipo, who just another difficult injury to watch. He is just a wonderful – I think of him as a kid, and you probably do too, because we've watched him grow up in the place where we grew up, Greater Washington, the DMV. Just wish, wish him the best after that serious injury. We didn't grow up in Washington. I grew up in Long Island. You grew up in Chicago. What are you talking about? I said the Oladipo Pirates, grew, grew up where we live. The Pirates Thanks for are the surprise of the season, leading the National League at 16-7. and seven. But are you convinced they're good? No, it's too early. 23 games is too small a sample size to be good. They're the Pirates. They haven't been any good since that man, Barry Bonds, was on the team. Barry Bonds. We're talking the early 90s. And, Tony, they're also in a division that's really tough. The Cubs are surprisingly pretty good. Milwaukee, understandably and expectedly pretty good. The Cubs have a greater run differential, I know, and the Cubs have played a more difficult schedule because they've played the Dodgers a bunch. Um, You know, I'm not ready to crown Pittsburgh just yet. You can do that if you want. They're closer to your East Coast life than Milwaukee and Chicago. But I'm going with the Cubs and Brewers over them. I know this about the Pirates. Andrew McCutcheon is back, and I know that their six foot seven inch shortstop, O'Neill Cruz, is out. I can't name a single player on the team, and I cannot name the manager. But let's look at who they've beaten so far in series, okay? Cincinnati, Colorado, Red Sox, White Sox, combined record 32 and 58. They play nine of the next 12 games against Toronto, Tampa Bay, and the Dodgers. So in two weeks, we will revisit this. It's that well, no simple. More. Enough email. Well, no more. Let's take yeah. one last break. Still to come, will the Maple Leafs make it three in a row over Yanin tonight? Yanin. And is it time that you, Anthony Kornheiser, start warming up yep. to these Knickerbockers? We Not know these you won't. Knicks. Are they real? No, you won't. Frazier and Bradley. Frazier's and there. Happy time, people. Happy 51st birthday, Chipper Jones. The Braves' third baseman was the best everyday player on the great Atlanta teams of the 90s that were characterized by their three Hall of Fame starting pitchers, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, and John Smoltz. Jones was a first ballot Hall of Famer in 2018, with 97.2% of the vote after a career in which he was the NL MVP, the Major League batting champion, a World Series winner, and an eight-time All-Star. Mets fans, same division, particularly disliked Jones. When he came up to bat in Shea, they would taunt him by his actual first name, Larry, Larry. Tony, Fred McGriff was on that team, and he was also great in Toronto, but that gives them a fifth Hall of Famer. I was surprised to learn Andrew Jones wasn't there yet. He may get Not in, yet. but he wasn't on that team. But, but, no. but Fred McGriff and those pitchers and Chipper Jones, That's a lot of talent, man, on one squad. It really is. Happy anniversary, Danny Ainge. On this day 40 years ago, the Celtics point guard and the center of the Atlanta Hawks, Tree Rollins, were continually jawing at each other when Rollins elbowed Ainge in the face. Ainge retaliated by tackling Rollins to the ground, and they began to wrestle. Rollins then bit Ainge's middle finger so badly it required stitches. Somehow, Ainge was ejected, and Rollins was not the incident inspired opposing fans to hold up signs at Rollins like, if you can't beat him, eat him. I am trying to comprehend how Rollins stayed in that game. 
Today he would get 50 games and deservedly so. He would, Tony. This has somehow worked its way 180 degrees to the point where people think that Danny Ainge bit Rollins. I think I was at the game, a Sunday afternoon game, if I remember correctly. And I know at times I have thought that Ainge bit Rollins. Ainge has said no. to me, what are you talking about? How have no, you reversed no, this? This is, this is pre-Tyson biting. This is the first <laughs> bite. Happy trails to game five for DeJounte Murray. The NBA has suspended the Atlanta Hawks. DeJounte Murray for this bump of referee get a menace Petritus as Murray was walking off the court following Atlanta's Ooh. home loss to Boston yesterday. Murray made contact, then turned back and yelled. Teammates hustled him off the court. The Hawks did not make Murray available after the game, in which he scored 23 points, and he had nine rebounds and six assists. Now down 3-1 to one in the series, the Hawks will play game five in Boston tomorrow night without their second leading scorer. When you turn back and yell, it, it speaks to a certain intent. And there's no way the league can let that go. The Celtics are going to win that game by 30 anyway in Boston with or without DeJounte Murray or Dominique Wilkins or Pete Maravich. The Celtics are going to crush them. You have to protect the physical safety of your officials. You know, you go out and you find guys $30,000 for naming officials and cursing at them at their own press conferences. So it makes it seem like you don't care about officials. But if an official gets touched, Mike, that guy's got to go. Have to. That, Have to. Right? And that's a yep. gots-to-go situation. To. Big finish. Here we go. The Wolves, you think are stupid, lost a 12-point yeah. lead in the last three minutes but still beat the Nuggets in overtime. You've got to be impressed with Minnesota. I'm impressed as always, almost always, with Anthony Edwards, who had 34 but they gave up. They went like 0-13 points down the stretch to let Denver into overtime. Eh. The Knicks lead the Cavaliers 3-1. Are you getting the feels, whatever that is? My arm hurts. I got another COVID booster yesterday. I don't know if that's the feels or not, but I'm happy for the Knicks. I thought Cleveland would take them out. I did. The Sixers swept the Nets. How are you going to remember Brooklyn's season this year, huh? For the soap opera that we all know it was. I mean, it's unbelievable. They even made it to the playoffs. Kudos to the people still left there. The Bruins won both games in Florida, lead that series 3-1. That's a big deal, right? I think it is because after game two where they lost at home 6-3, everybody sort of panicked and wondered were the Bruins going to go out like other President's Trophy teams. That's a big deal. Last one. Maple Leafs and Lightning, game four tonight. Who you got? I'm rooting for the Maple Leafs. Make no mistake about it. Toronto's up 2-1. They took home court back, home ice back. But I don't see them winning both games in Tampa, Tom. Don't see that happening. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, get with the Knicks, Tony. Come on. Get, just get with the Knicks. Here's Sports Center. Spike Lee should call me. Spike, call.